It's time for Watch and Learn, the show where we discuss the life lessons we learn from the movies we watch. Today, Toy Story 4. Hey, hey, movie maniacs. My name is Sky, and I'm here with my brother, Dusty. Dusty, what is going on? Hey, man. Hey, do you remember the song, The Rooster, and who sings it? Uh, Alice in Chains? Exactly. Alice in Chains. And so you remember that song back when we were in high school, right? Yeah, like 94-ish or something. Yeah, yeah. It was quite a while ago. Well, it was 4.30 in the morning. So... 4.30 in the morning, I was woken up, or how would you say it? Is that waking up or woken up uh, by my rooster that's in the backyard? So my wife got chickens, and she wants to have fresh eggs, and, and so we got a coop and everything. We got 12 different chickens, and as my wife and the kids were picking out the chickens at the store, they came across one, and the lady at behind the counter said, hey, this one chicken could possibly be a rooster. We're not 100%. It kind of resembles a rooster. And my oldest boy, Elias, if it's either have an animal or not have the animal, he's like, no, I want it. I want it. I want it. And so we he took it home, or we all took it home. And so it was about a month later, we found out that it actually was a rooster. You know, it started getting the mohawk and the little waddle thing at the very bottom. And so, yeah, yeah. now fast forward about two months. He started to do the, so not really loud, but it's kind of like he's trying to get his voice like really, really low. And so he was doing it like every 30, it felt like 30 seconds. So at 4.30 in the morning, it was he was doing it every 30 seconds or maybe even a minute, but he was doing it over and over again. I can only imagine how irritated my neighbors were. And so you can understand why that song was playing. Why, why would that song, can you remember the line in the, in the song that would make me think of that song? Uh, no, I can't recall the lyrics. Oh, wow. Dude, you used to listen to Alice Change a lot more than I did. Yeah, I, I, I really do. I, I know all their songs still. I just can't recall, um... I can't recall what lyric you might be thinking That's about. That's okay. So at the very beginning, so it's playing really, really slow. Um, and then at the right at the beginning, once they start singing, it says, yeah, they come to snuff the rooster. And oh. then it starts really getting all pumped up and a lot of electric guitars. And so that morning I realized it's time to snuff the rooster. You know, I've been warning the kids for at least about a month. As soon as we knew it was a rooster, I said, hey, guys. We can't. We live in a neighborhood. We got neighbors. I would be irritated if my neighbor had a chicken and they kept waking me up. So we're as soon as it, we realize he's starting to crow, we're going to go ahead and take him out. So I dissected him. I cut him all up and um, dressed him and cleaned him up. And we're going to hopefully cook him up in the next uh, probably couple of days. But uh, the kids had a great time doing a little science lesson. You know, Ellie, our oldest, was like, "Oh, I don't want to touch anything," but I was making her touch things, and um, all the boys were fine with touching it. And Faith, our youngest, she's six years old. She goes, oh, I want to touch this and touch that. So she was touching everything. Wow. So you actually dissected it, huh? Had a little science, a biology lesson there. Yeah, I showed them because they've been around me when I've cleaned deer before. You know, I go hunting and so we get the meat and we love eating the venison. And so they've seen me 
dress the deer, you know, um, uh, quarter it and all that sort of stuff. And so this is the first time doing a turkey or sorry, a, a chicken. And so when doing the chicken is very, very simple, actually. I've done doves in the past because I hunt doves and eat dove. But it was really, really um, cool for the kids to see, okay, this is where the lungs are. This is their heart or its heart. Here's the intestines and, you know, the bladder and all that, you know, all that sort of, oh, they don't have bladder. It's like more of the, the um, anus. But uh, anyways, it was really, really fun to see the kids learning and then to not or to know that I'm never going to be waking up at 4:30 in the morning from a rooster at least my rooster anymore. Yeah, definitely. You said uh you warned the kids for about a month. Does that mean it was crowing or uh, uh whatever it's called every morning at 4:30 for the month or was it like every few days it would do it? No, we just knew that it was a rooster. So I was thinking eventually when we oh, when it I starts see, doing so that, it did yeah, like two days in a row and then you said that's it. Yeah, I think it was maybe two or three days. At one time, he was very few. Like, I, I woke up kind of thinking, did I hear that? Well, I don't remember. But one day, like, it was uh, just about two days ago, he was literally going to town. So I was like, okay, he's done. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you made that decision uh, in uh, in respect for your neighbors, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, we're going to eat him. He's not a, he, he's the chicken is more of an egg chicken rather than the meat chicken, like a Cornish game ham or something. So they're more lean. But anyway, so it was really fun to have the kids learn all that stuff about science. So anyways, what's new with you? Uh, nothing. Same old, same old. You know, it's summer. Uh, one of the boys is at summer school every day, which is nice. Uh, the other one's at home with me. But because the youngest doesn't want to go to summer school and we're making him, I'm making the oldest one every day do some kind of chores around the house kind of in uh uh so that the other one doesn't have to do it and he feels a little bit better about going to school knowing that his older brother's at home doing some chores oh man i hated summer school yeah (laughs) well i don't i don't recall i don't recall hating it i think i liked it you know i've always been one i always enjoyed school all throughout the years but i do remember the one summer school that we did at bullard high school um we went there and we just had fun. We did like pottery and, and fun classes, computer classes and stuff. But I think I do recall preferring my summers off from school entirely and just running around the neighborhood goofing off. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's me too. I'm like, man, summer should be the time where we actually get to goof off and not think. And so, oh, well, you know, as you get older, it changes now. And so thinking of things changing, I really liked Toy Story. But on the, the only other thought is, you know, I'm not a kidding. I'm 40 years old. I just turned 40 like a month ago or a little less than a month. And watching the movie, I enjoyed it. But I want to start off with the rating because of how I enjoyed it. And I want to say what my initial thoughts were after watching the movie and enjoying it. But at the same time, being older and watching the movie. So well, let me start. What is your thoughts um just in general as being older watching a you know more of a kid or a kid movie and with this particular movie and the storyline and everything and then what rating did you give it yeah so i was sitting in the theater sitting right next to somebody else's kid and the theater was full of kids i don't think i want to go see kids movies in theaters anymore i'd rather no matter the movie I'd, i'd rather just wait for it to come out on dvd you know um, so I was kind of bummed about that. I didn't realize, you know, we had chosen Toy Story 4 and I thought, oh, great. It's going to be another good story. Toy Story has always been great. I was looking forward to it. But then when I got to the theater, I looked around and realized, oh, crap, there's going to be so much talking, so much rustling, so much slurping of sodas, so much rustling around for candy out of bags and stuff. And, and that can be a bit annoying. So that detracts from my movie going experience. But the movie itself, I thought I felt was a really good movie. Um, 
I would recommend to go see it if you're really big into the Toy Story franchise or if you have little kids, maybe like at 10 years old or younger. Um, but I know that I'll never watch this movie again. I'll never rent it. I'll never buy it. There's no reason for, ever, for me to ever watch it again. So I've just got to give it a B. It was a very good movie, but I'm just never going to watch it again, man. Yeah. Yeah, I completely understand what you're saying. I... After watching it, no, uh, the first one was obviously a lot, lot, long time ago, and so we were younger, and so watching it was it was a new story, it was a new everything, so it was really kind of groundbreaking, and you were like, wow, this is really good stuff. So I definitely think number one was really, really good, probably the best one out of all four. The second and third ones kind of felt like the same movie, just different characters, um, and they were they were entertaining. But this one, I think, was better than two and three, but not as good as number one. Um, I did like the storyline. Like, I really enjoyed the the storytelling aspect. And it, apparently, I guess John Lasseter, the one that's over all of Pixar, um, apparently he wrote the story and, you know, worked with other couple of people. But anyways, I thought the storyline was really good. And that's why I enjoyed it was because of the story. And not to mention, I'm a... I'm actually realizing I'm a huge Keanu Reeves fan. Like he's terrific. Mm -hmm. And so he's Duke Kaboom. I didn't realize it until actually after watching the movie because I didn't know who Duke, we never watched a trailer. So I didn't know who was in it or whatever. And so realizing Keanu Reeves is, I'm like, that likes me like it even more. And then Jordan Peele and um, uh, Keegan, Michael Key, those guys are hilarious. I love those guys. And you know, uh, Bo Peep was the lady from Ghostbusters, the secretary. I mean, they got a lot of good actors and actresses in here. And so all that combined, give I give this a B plus. And the reason why is because the story is really good. It doesn't get into the A category because I, I will never watch it again. You know, the kids might watch it, but I won't. But it was just really, really entertaining. So I give it a B plus. Yeah, I'm down with all that all that rationale. I loved all the characters. Those new characters of Ducky and Bunny, they were a lot of fun seeing them interacting with Buzz Lightyear. Uh, you know, up in that up up on the game whatever as prizes. That kind of stuff was fun. And then like you said, I I knew I had heard that Keanu Reeves was going to be in this one. So the entire movie, I was looking for, okay, who's going to be Keanu Reeves? Where is he? And I thought he might be one of the ultimate baddies or one of those dummies, you know, Vincent the dummy that wasn't speaking much. I thought maybe he'll speak later on. But no, he ended up being the coolest character in the entire movie, Duke Kaboom. And I loved and it fits right in because Keanu Reeves has been a lifelong motorcycle rider. He loves motorcycles. He has his own motorcycle um uh custom motorcycle company it fits right in with him and he did a great job he's got a what he has a custom motorcycle company called archer or what? arch they yeah make he so he owns a company that makes motorcycles yep yep and they um their motorcycles uh custom ones start out there's like a year two year waiting list and they're like 80 grand or more for the custom by uh for the custom bike or motorcycle that is that's pretty phenomenal that is mm -hmm. very, very cool. Yeah, seeing the list of actors and actresses, I think obviously Toy Story is a very good franchise, good storytelling. Any adult that has kids would be like, yeah, of course I'll be in it. You know, and it seems like it is real. I mean, even um, Carl Weathers is in it. You know, Carl Weathers, he was uh, on in Rocky. Yeah, he was. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. So, anyways, um, it was see. Combat Carl, and I really found yeah. that funny, man. Yeah. Um, Mel Brooks was in it. And oh, it just, they have lots and lots of different. Wait, Timothy Mel Dalton. Brooks was in it? Who was he? So Mel Brooks was Meliphant Brooks. So the elephant, apparently. Um, oh, I, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then Timothy Dalton was actually in it. He was Mr. Pr Prickle Pants. Hmm. Um, 
Yeah, so I mean, I'm just I'm passing over. I'm just saying the big, you know, remember Timothy Dalton? He was actually James Bond oh, for yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's tons. And he tons was in of one actors. of our favorite movies growing up, Flash Gordon. Flash. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. <Yep. laughs> um, yeah. So they got a lot of really good actors in there and actresses. So it's a really really fun story. And plus, you know, it would be great to say yes, I was in a Toy Story movie. At least that's what my how I would be. Oh, for sure it would be. How could you say no if they offered you something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this storyline, let's talk a little bit about the storyline. Um, the One was totally different than two and three, and four was different than all of them. So two and three felt very, very similar in the fact that, you know, they, they kind of have a little issue or trying to get back to their, their kid. And there's a bad guy that turns was good, invent, or it seemed good, and then came out like, okay, he's actually a bad guy. You know, the prospector and then the bear. And, like, it, I, it was the same movie twice, basically, in my opinion. And then this one was a totally changed. And I like how they ended it with Woody staying with Bo Peep as opposed to being with um, um, Bonnie. You know, so I, just the, the progression of the story was rather entertaining. It was. It took it in a completely new direction. I like the character development for Woody as well because he's always been like his goal is to make his kid happy, whether it was Andy before or Bonnie now. And that was always been his goal. But by the end of the movie, he realized that he's getting old. Bonnie's not going to play with him. He doesn't want to get passed around from kid to kid anymore. So why not instead join um, a little Bo Peep and help toys find their kids? And I thought that was a really cool twist, a really good character development for the character of Woody. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, he really gravitates towards Andy, like that's his guy. And so um, it was funny when the Forky, Forky's a new character, which is rather fun. Um, but Forky's telling to, uh, is it uh, Dolly? Telling Dolly, yeah, I think he's got issues or something like that. Like he's got a, uh, attachment issues with with Andy. Like, yeah, you could actually tell that. Yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it did for sure. And they, uh, I, I also enjoyed, like you just mentioned, Forky, of course. Forky was a really cool character, man. And, and, uh, uh, it, it's introducing, like, it, it was cool introducing a new concept. It's not just, like, actually, um, uh, created full on toys, toys that can come to life, but actually trash if a kid makes a toy. Bam, now it gives its own life. That was hilarious when the fork keeps trying. He's like trash, and I'm, I'm trying. I feel so comfortable in trash. It feels so mm-hmm. warm in there. I thought that was a very clever, clever way to do it. And then uh, the, all, the whole time, you know, he, uh, Buzz or not Buzz, Woody is trying to help the fork, Spork, or you know, the fork, Forky, to realize that you're actually a toy now. Yeah, really, really fun, you know, and and it's really interesting that you. I don't know if it would actually work out to where they could, in the storyline, actually pull off the was it the, the fluff attack or something by by um, Ducky and Bunny. That, I, I thought that was hilarious. That was uh, that was so fun to see. Like, hey, let's let's think about doing this and you know attacking the old lady. That was really fun. Um, but yeah, just seeing them move around and eventually uh, possibly being seen was just rather fun to to experience through that whole process. Oh, without a doubt. And a lot of that stuff does it being a part four of the movie. It seems like it might be kind of tough to make things brand new and come up with a ton of new things. But but I think they did in that in Forky. And then like you just now mentioned about Bunny and Ducky and their kind of crazy attack stuff and seeing that like they did introduce a lot of elements. But there are some of those repeat elements of having to 
drop dead or play dead, play like a doll when the humans were around and stuff. Um, but I did want to see, I don't know, I don't know what I wanted, but I just, I don't know, it just, um, I don't even know where I'm going with this. You know, I just, I felt it, it does deserve a watching for anybody who likes a Toy Story franchise, like I said, but... I mean, if you're not really into animation, not into kids' movies, I would totally understand if you never watched this one because it didn't bring too much new stuff to the series, I didn't feel. Well, uh, being new, yeah. I mean, it's the same characters, the same life and all that sort of stuff. But just the storytelling in general, I, I really thought that was a lot of fun. And then, you know, Woody always, he's always trying to save people and and Buzz trying to go out and trying to help out and stuff and, you know, not leave anybody behind. I like the inner voice thing was rather fun, um, you know, with yeah. <laughs> you have Buzz Lighter keep pushing the button, trying to figure out what to do, you know, things like that it was really, really good. Um, so what was your favorite part of the movie, the favorite scene that you had? Um. The favorite single scene, like one thing was actually uh, Keanu Reeves' character of Duke Kaboom actually making the jump towards the end of the movie when they were in the amusement park, you know, trying to get to the merry-go-round or carousel. That was funny. Car- the merry-go-round. What's the merry-go-round? Oh, you mean a carousel. That's pretty good stuff. But um, when he actually made that jump through the air, doing it blindfolded off of the big Ferris wheel, I really enjoyed watching that and just the whole idea of this little toy making that super huge leap by himself, having the guts, having the courage, doing what a stunt man would do. I really liked that scene. Yeah, that was really good. And uh, for me, it's the new characters and the things that the writers had them do that was more fun for me. Like that whole scene and everything about Duke Kaboom was really, really fun. And my favorite scene, actually there's really two parts, but it basically, if you condense them together, it's the, it's the thinking or the storytelling aspect. Number one was with Bunny and Ducky attacking the grandma, you know, like three yes. or four times, like just over and over again, like different nuances of it. It's just really, really funny. And then you see the last one was where she's asleep and they kind of stand up looking all evil. So that was hilarious. And then added that at the very end where you have Bunny and Ducky, you know, they're acting like they're with their laser eyes. Exactly. Growing huge. Their laser eyes stomping everywhere. It's just awesome. I thought that was very, very clever and very fun. Yeah, you're right. That was a cool callback at the end of the movie towards something that happened in the middle of the movie. I like that when they do that stuff like that. Yeah. Um, And you had mentioned Buzz Lightyear, and I really liked his character development too because Buzz Lightyear has always been the kind of guy who will just off the cuff, he'll he'll take action even though he doesn't really think it through all that well, right? Um, And then speaking to Woody, Woody told him about his conscience, his inner voice and all that kind of stuff. And like you had mentioned, that was a really fun thing, him hitting the button and that you know, that pre-recorded stuff telling him what to do basically. But I really liked how um, eventually he wanted to help Woody to keep doing what he's doing. But every time he hit that inner voice button, it was telling him to go back home, go back to base, go back, you know, all that kind of thing. But he was actually not listening to that anymore. That, that initial inner voice was kind of like an outer voice. That's like your friends telling you what to do, your family or the rules or society telling you what to do. But eventually like he wanted to help Woody. The voice kept telling him to go home, but he realized that no, that's actually not the right thing. He kept pushing the button over and over again. And and eventually I think he's going to be a good leader for the entire group now after this experience with helping Woody and then understanding that he does have an inner voice and an and inner conscious that can guide his actions instead of just being off the cuff, impromptu, stepping into action without any thought, you know? Yeah, I agree. So that begs a question because you mentioned Buzz being the new leader. 
would do you think they're going to make a Toy Story five, or they're going to do like, like a, a spinoff, or anything like that? What are your thoughts about what, where they're going to take this? I have no idea what they're going to do. It felt like this was a good conclusion, removing Woody from them, because. I mean, it's a super coincidence that Bonnie left and they found her again. What's the chances that they'll once again meet up? You know, so if they do do spinoff movies, it could be just Buzz Lightyear or if they have a really good idea with Woody and Bonnie. But I don't see them doing anything. This feels like it's the end of the road for, uh, from my view. But if they do do a future movie, that's good. I wish them luck. You know, I hope it works out really well. But I kind of doubt I would end up going to see it just because I was kind of I don't know. I'm just I'm just not excited by this whole yeah. uh, series anymore. Oh yeah, no, that's totally fine and understandable for me. After watching the second and third one, which seemed like they were the same movie, coming with the four, I was like, you know, I really don't. Um, I don't know if I really want to watch it, but you know, I have four kids and they really enjoy the Toy Story. So I'm like, yeah, let's all go. We go with a five dollar day on Tuesday, you know, with AMC, and so we go to the theater all together, and they ha- they really enjoy it. And so it's not often that I get to take them to movies, um, so this was a fun time for them. So if they do come out with another one, if they want to go, usually I ask my wife, hey, what do you think? Do you want to go? And then ask the kids, do you want to go? And usually it's always yes, but um, so it usually depends on my wife, but. If they do come out with a new one, which, you know, like a spinoff, something just buds lightly or anything like that, um, that might be interesting to see how they would take that story line. But it would just if it was just Buzz Lightyear with Bonnie in them, it seems like it's the same story over and over again, like stay trying to stay with the kid, try not to get lost. All that. It's really the same type of thinking. Um, and you're I think you're absolutely right. The way that they ended this series or, you know, the, the four the fourth storytelling portion of Toy Story. It seems like, hey, they're saying this is the end of the road for Toy Story. At least that's what it came across to me. Or at least definitely um, Woody is now done. Like, let's move on from Woody. So all that to say, it seems like they might be done with the franchise. They might pick it up again. But yeah, I'm not really wanting to watch the other movies or if they're going to make any more ones. But with the kids, if they want to go, I'll probably go. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think by the time, if they do release another one, it'll be five or six years down the road. My oldest will be a middle teenager. The youngest will be a teenager. I I doubt we would go see it, you know? Yeah, so what is your Monday morning quarterback? You know, I really couldn't come up with a good one for this movie. I was I was trying to rack my brain. Everything that they did, I mean, there are some obvious things like, uh, I, I guess I could call it a Monday morning quarterback. It's basically like, hey, if Forky wants to be trash, go ahead and let him be trash. He'll be alive in the trash bin eventually. Bonnie will get over it. There's no big deal. So maybe, actually, that's my Monday morning quarterback. It, it would have totally derailed the story. It would have been a totally different movie. But just let Forky be trash and, and be done with it. I agree. Forky is trash. I mean, it really comes down to it. If my kid brought that home, I'm like, oh, great. And then I would sneak in the room later and throw it in the big garbage can where they won't find it. And so that's just the way it would be. Um, that's my Monday morning quarterback. The exact same thing is oh, okay. let, let Forky be thrown away. He wants to go in the garbage. Eventually, he's going to get thrown away anyways. The parents should have been parents and said, no, you can't have a stupid fork or a spork as I got all these other toys. Like, should we get rid of all the other ones? And so, yeah, that's definitely my thing. And you're right. It would have changed way different, the um, the storyline. But at the same time, kids are resilient. Like, I, I completely understand because it's Toy Story, they help the kids. And they help it to seem like the kids cannot do without a specific toy, which very well could be. I know I didn't have a specific toy. I had 
plenty of different toys like He-Man and um, what was the other? Oh, that was I, I wanted to bring that up. Who was the lady, the little tiny cop lady? What was her name? Um, I can't remember what it was. Trixie or something like that. Like the little tiny. Oh, you know which Giggle McDimples. Oh, there you go. Giggle McDimples. Um, I thought she was funny because she had a fling with He-Man or, or well, no, G.I. Joe or something like that. I thought, oh, wait, was it? I'm probably, I just remember hearing about He-Man or G.I. Joe or something like that. So I was like, hey, that was reminded me of my old toys growing up. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Did we ever have, you and I weren't really big into Cowboys and Indians, right? We never had kind of a uh, a Woody type doll, nor did we ever have any kind of like space dolls, right? Everything that we were into, we were at that age when it was G.I. Joe's and Transformers and He-Man, huh? Dude, there are, they're not called dolls. They're action figures. Get That's it right. right. <laughs> so yes, we never, no, we never had anything that would be like Cowboys and Indians. It would be more the, um, he-man was probably the only that's a, the first toy that i ever remember like physically yeah. uh, holding in my hand and remember was he-man then yeah, we I guess had, all of our toys were like hard plastic or like maybe sometimes metal like transformers yes definitely i mean we might may have had a lot of different what are they called like like stuffed animals but i don't remember any of them yeah yeah well I, i'm sure we had some when we were really small but probably as soon as we hit five or six and we started to get he-man i mean screw the stuffed bears you know oh absolutely and especially transformers i mean those are two toys in one i mean those yep. are awesome <laughs> absolutely so what is your um uh what is your first life lesson so even though i said the monday morning quarterback you know let forky be thrown away um go on contrary to that lesson number one would be loyalty and i loved how woody said we don't leave any toy behind yes and i thought that was that's really good so definitely having loyalty to the people that you're with to your friends and family being loyal is a very very good um personality trait and characteristic that people should have without a doubt i agree with you 100 percent right there and i like how woody does have it too whoever his kid is he's ultra loyal to that kid and everyone around him i love that life lesson um my first life lesson is where there's a will there's a way so forky continually he would not be dissuaded from going into the trash no matter how often woody pulled him back and uh you know pulled him out of the trash and stuff and it it seemed like like three full minutes of the movie, probably like two full days or something. He kept trying to go to the trash and eventually he said the right thing to convince him. But for the most part, where there's a will, there's a way. If you're going to want something, you, uh, you're going to push yourself for it, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like necessity is the mother of invention. So he found many, many ways, you know, he kept doing it, kept trying. Eventually was like, I'm just have to jump out the window. Like, I'm not going to let you <laughs> take me out of the garbage again. Yep. Yep. And then I guess where, where there's a will, there's a way. Um, you can flip that vice versa or whatever for Woody. He had the will of keeping Forky with Bonnie. Eventually he found a way to make that happen. Yes, definitely. And by explaining to him, you are the way she feels about you feeling about trash. And so it really, really good. (laughs) All right. You are Bonnie's trash. Exactly. (laughs) Or he said, I am Bonnie's trash or something like that. Huh? Yep. So lesson number two, stealing a kidney from someone is wrong. Do you understand why I think that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because that's what Gabby, uh, Gabby Gabberton, what was her yeah, name? Yeah, Gabby Gabby. Yeah, Gabby Gabby. Okay, that's what Gabby wanted. It was basically a body part from Woody. 
Yes, it literally just taking it from him. And it's like, that's just not right. Like, you feel bad for Woody when she's literally trying to rip it out of him. Like, oh, come on, that's not right. Uh, 100%, man. And what did you think about those Vincent dolls? They called them dummies, but she named one Vincent. At one point, Forky goes, ooh, that's creepy. <laughs> and totally, those dolls are creepy looking, man. They are very creepy, but those are actually real dolls. Like my kids were thinking the same thing, though. Those are creepy. And I said, you know, those are actually real dolls made back in like the 40s and 50s or, you know, somewhere around there. And they were ventriloquist dolls, but they looked totally creepy. And they, and my, you know, kids are saying, well, did they know that they were creepy when they made them at the time? Like, I don't think so. I think they just made them to look like a doll. And this is the best they could do. And so, or like a human. And so this is the best they could do. But yes, they looked very, very creepy. And I love how they were running around. It reminded me of Ace Ventura 2, where he gets hit with a dart and they can't use their arms running. I thought that was awesome. I thought the exact same thing as we were watching that. That was funny stuff, man. It's awesome. <laughs> good good call there. Good pull. So, nice. so whose lesson are we on now? Yours. Oh, mine. Okay. So my, oh, is it my second? I guess it's my second lesson, right? So um, it's listen to your inner voice. That's basically just your gut or your conscience telling you to do the right thing. And so Woody always did his best to follow his inner voice, but Buzz Lightyear learned to follow his inner voice. At first, he didn't even know what that was. I mean, he's the kind of guy, like I said before, just goes off the cuff. Uh, as soon as he sees something, he goes out and jumps out the window to do it, you know, but you've got to listen to that inner voice because it's often right, you know? I completely agree. That's actually my third lesson is, yeah, you need to go with your gut. Like whatever your instincts are telling you to do, even if you try to rationale in your brain, you know, you rationally think, well, this is the right thing to do or this is what I should do or whatever. But honestly, I I really, I personally have found when I go with my gut instinct, um, that's usually the better option to take. And it's the right one, at least for me. And I did a little bit, of, I wouldn't say research a long time ago, but I just, uh, either watching something, a documentary or something. But when it comes to like your gut instinct or your inner voice or something, that is like your, there's two, I guess a bunch of different parts of your mind, but this is like your, your, your subconscious mind with all the experiences that you've had in your life, your subconscious mind is obviously subconscious. You can't really think that through it. Just it's there. And that is what is grabbing and giving you that inner voice or that gut reaction or gut feeling. It's everything combined together, like your instinct almost because of all your previous experiences, your instinct to just go one way because of everything else combined together. That's right. That's right. Your subconscious just knows the right play because of the experience. You're right. Yeah. So that's my third lesson. What's your third? My third is you can get what you want by buttering them up. So that's how little Bo Peep convinced Duke Kaboom to help them initially. She said, I can't remember exactly, but she said all those nice things about him being a stuntman on a motorcycle and everything. Because uh, at first he didn't want to help them, but then he decided to help them because she buttered him up. She sure did. And what was interesting is you have Gabby Gabby. She, in the very like mind, did the exact same thing by just being friendly and, you know, not letting on what she really wanted out of Woody. So, you know, a kid go, if you want to be nefarious, you can actually do that same thing. And that was, I thought that was probably the way it was going to go. Uh, because uh, the second and third part of Toy Story, Toy Story 2 and 3, exact same thing. The, you know, the prospector and then the bear, they're all nice and friendly, and then they turn out to be evil. Well, you know, she was uh, a hint of that, but she didn't turn out to necessarily be evil. She just learned, she just turned out to be 
just uh, kind of selfish and self-centered and just wanted one thing, didn't want to hurt anybody or keep any. She just wanted that thing. So um, I like that they didn't go that route of having her just be inherently evil. Mm-hmm. I agree with you 100% right there. It was a nice little change in the bad guy. Or I, she wasn't necessarily the bad guy. Um, she was kind of like a protagonist or antagonist, I mean to say. I was kind of hoping that they, I'm, I'm just more joking here, but wouldn't it be funny if they had Chucky from Child's Play inside the movie as well? <laughs> I know, huh? I know. Oh, man. But that's just a little too much, a little too evil. A little too evil. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you a question. Are you going to go watch that Child's Play, the re-release, the remake of it? Nah, I'm I'm just not going to bother. I mean, I remember the first one and it popped up. I can't remember where I was. I, I watched a little bits and pieces. Maybe it was just YouTube. And it's just so idiotic, these full-grown adults being scared of a little doll that... I mean, maybe they can make this one so much better, but that prior one from the 80s, idiotic. I just kind of don't want to experience it again. No, absolutely not, too. And you're right. It's literally a doll. You know, like, (laughs) you just pick it up and hold it in your hand. It might try to, you know, bite you or something like that, but just pick it up or get some tweezers, or not tweezers, like like a big... um, I don't know, grass clipping clippers or something like that and just chop it up or or literally just shoot it. I, I don't know. There's so many different options. But the biggest thing is it's running at you with a knife. Kick it. It might stab you, but still kick it away from you. I don't know. There's just so many things you could do. But here's another thing. I don't know this new child play. Um, the storyline is probably going to change because I think it's going to be like technology and all that sort of stuff. The last one was there was a guy that was on death row, got killed and then or uh, uh you know put to death and then he entered that body from like voodoo witchcraft or something like that but this guy chucky is like literally completely evil like all he wants to do is kill people and that's why he was on death row but there are very very far and few between people that are like that you know literally that evil where they all they want to do is kill everybody and everything yep yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if I hear from people who are horror fans, if they come out of this movie and say, oh my God, best horror movie ever, I'll rent it. I'm not going to go to the theater to watch it. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm realizing I'm not a horror movie person anymore. You know, when we were younger, it was like, oh yeah, let's go watch it. But like all the Saw movies and stuff, like I watched the first one, maybe the second one, but I was just like, you know, I just don't enjoy it anymore. It's not like, it's not something that I really care to. Oh, one really one that, helped me to realize that it's like, okay, I'm just over these, was the movie The Ring. The Ring was so irritating to me. I sat there for two hours thinking, come on, do something. Come on, do this. This is horrible. (laughs) Kill the lady. Kill her. Just kill her. Please just kill her. And it never happened. And eventually, at the very end, I'm like, that was two hours of boredom. This is horrible. And so that just, everything lined up to me. It's like, you know what? Horror movies are just not for me. I like being more entertained and, and being having fun. And that's just not fun for me. I agree with you. Comedies and action are where my tastes lie for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, hey, I know you're a big fan of chick flicks. So oh, that's we're right. add that to the list. That's right. Give me some fried green tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> or the, the notebook. <laughs> or the notebook. Yes. Either one. Perfect Saturday night. Curled up with a, uh, a mug of hot chocolate and my, and my girl's, girl chick, chick flicks. <laughs> you know what? My life goal is to never watch the notebook. That's my life goal. I've never watched it. And my, my goal in life is to never, ever watch it. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever have a reason to. Denise has never shown any interest in watching that one. She's never rented it. Maybe she's seen it without me somewhere sometime. So I, I, I'm, uh, I think I'm pretty safe in not having to watch The Notebook. 
Yes. That's, <laughs> there's just, Chick Flicks and all, my wife likes the Hallmark movies. I know Denise, I think she likes them too, right? No, she doesn't. She oh, doesn't she likes the mystery, like the mystery, that's what it was. She likes the real life murder stuff. There you go. Yeah, my wife likes the Hallmark movies, but it's like, man, these Hallmark movies are basically the same movie, same storyline, same actors, just different words in the between and maybe a different scenery. Like one's the mountains, next one's the ocean, next one's a uh, city. It's just the same thing every time. So chick flicks are definitely not up my bag. I'm glad you enjoy them, but for me, I'm, I'll pass. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah 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 give me hallmark channel that's the only reason i get cable anymore <laughs> exactly <laughs> actually my in-laws well not my in-laws my mother-in-law edna loves them denise will watch them occasionally but yeah uh, no they aren't in our house hardly at all thankfully awesome. <laughs> yep 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 cool hey um one thing i did want to mention though was uh yes i canada <laughs> exactly <laughs> that was such a good line i loved it when uh, duke kaboom said that really really good so what would be your prop that you if it was a physical prop you know if they made something like as a real life hey draw it after this guy or you know animate after this guy what would you want yeah i think what i would really want Oh, it, I, I definitely not a Forky. <laughs> I can make one of those easily myself. I would probably just want a Duke Kaboom with his little uh, red launcher. That is, I, so I thought the exact same thing. I thought Duke Kaboom would be fantastic. But then I had to realize we haven't covered Toy Story before. And the most iconic are either one of two. It's either Woody or Buzz. And I, I definitely think Woody is obviously the iconic. He's the main character of all of them. So because I don't have Woody yet being the most, you know, the main iconic um, character in it, I'd have to pick Woody. But if I we had covered one, two, and three, I would probably, you know, Woody number one, then Buzz Lightyear number two, and then three. I don't even know what whoever else I would get. But definitely, if I already picked those guys, Duke Kaboom would absolutely be next. I gotcha. Yep, yep, yep. I just chose him because he's just the coolest man, and I thought he did a great job, uh, uh, you know, Keanu Reeves, and just that character introducing a stuntman like that stunt bike, because those stunt bikes, I mean, those are a big part of a lot of kids' childhood toys, right? Like, we've seen throughout the series just a ton of various designs of dolls and stuff, but we haven't, I don't, I can't recall ever seeing a stuntman, but everybody has had these kinds of toys that you, you know, if you have to, you build your own ramp and shoot it off the ramp, you know, and that kind of stuff. So this represents a big part that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, he's definitely a great character. So good call on him. Cool beans. So uh, uh, let's see here. Did we get all three of your lessons? Yes, we did. Remember, I was piggybacking off your second one. Oh, that's right. That's what happened there. Yeah, that's what a little confusing there. So anything else about this movie before we end this puppy? No, I think we're good. Yeah, I think we discussed everything. Oh, you had mentioned um, uh, Combat Carl, and I really, I, I do want to say that I really, I laughed a lot. The three Combat Carls, the Snow Combat Carl, they just ignored him. Uh, they left him <laughs> hanging like two times, and I just really love that whole interplay there. The two of them, I can't remember what they look like. One was a regular combat, the other one might... Do you remember the the three combat Carls? No, what they were? not specifically. Yeah, one was a snowman, but the other two, like, they seemed to be buddies, and the other guy was a little annoying little tag-along, like a younger brother, you know, kind of a thing. Um, yeah. I, I just really found the humor in that. I loved it. Uh, yeah, and, and the last time when he raises up his hands to get a high five, and he's just sitting there kind of waiting, and he's just yeah. waiting. I'm like, that's, that's brilliant. I like that. Yeah. 
It was. It was brilliant. Um, yeah, so I guess that's it. So, Dust, this movie was your choice. Um, so I think I chose a really good one for next week. We are going to watch because it's coming out early. It's not coming out on a Friday. It's coming out on Tuesday the 2nd. We're going to watch Spider-Man Far From Home. Far From Home. Now, I'm actually very excited. Obviously, I like Spider-Man. I think, uh, I can't remember his name. Um, who plays Spider-Man? What's his name? Oh, uh, uh, ooh, ooh. it's okay. How come you know, I can't think of it? <laughs> yeah, it'll come to you. But yeah. um, I think he does a fantastic Spider-Man. First, I thought Tobey Maguire was a pretty decent Spider-Man, but he was a little more sullen in general. I love this guy playing the you know the, the middle guy, whoever what that was. He wasn't. Uh, he was a little too whiny for that me. That was at least Andrew to, Garfield. Oh yeah, that, he was rough for me. Now this guy, oh, Tom who, Holland. That's Tom right. Holland, yes, he is very entertaining, very enjoyable. I like his personality. That's what, how he's the more type of personality I would find a Spider-Man to be if I were to cast his personality, being a little more positive. Um, I could be completely wrong, but I just like his his way he portrays Spider-Man much more than all the other ones. 100% I agree with you there and uh, what I'm really looking forward to I like him as Spider-Man I do want to see Mysterio as the bad guy but then I also want to see what this world is like after the after they brought everybody back from Endgame you know I want yeah. to see how Spider-Man um, they're going to address it they have to address it in some way within this movie right I mean you can't have you know uh, half a half the world come back 3.5 billion people and it doesn't affect things so I just want to know what their idea for for how the world has changed you know absolutely and I'm looking forward to well, obviously the storytelling but I'm also looking forward to the thought that this is the second half of the MCU you know they, they first 10 or 13 years that they started with Iron Man and kept building it up and middle of the entire series was Endgame or at least all of the Infinity War uh, so you have that was the beginning now this is the back half of this entire series or not series but like the the MCU and that's what they've said and so this is the starting of the second part and so i'm excited to see how they're going to be taking this every and all this stuff and you got guardians of the galaxy um that is going to also going to be re not redone but like um made which is going to be fun because you got james gunn in it and you know it's just it's going to be neat to see this next movie after you have endgame this is the back half of all the storytelling absolutely i'm down with that and um, I'm thinking, of course, they would keep this super under wraps. Nobody would know. It would be the most secret of secrets. But I bet you they're going to introduce one or two new characters that we'll see in the, you know, in the next part of the MCU. Like whoever it might be, I, I you know, I have no idea who it's going to be. But we're going to see some new characters, which will be pretty cool. And because he's, isn't he going to like Europe? I have I don't I have no clue about anything. I have literally tried to stay my way away from everything, so I don't know anything. Gotcha. Yeah. I, well, I, I just said it, but I think it's a Europe trip. So there are some very specific European characters that I think they can introduce, but I won't say anything here. But you know what? One of the really good things is we're going to watch this. I think you are also on Tuesday, the, the day it drops on July second, which means we're going to watch it before any kind of spoilers hit the YouTube 
airwaves any kind of podcast or anything so we will be we'll we'll, we'll uh, be able to see this spoiler free i should say and we will be the first ones to spoil it and we're gonna That's release right. our podcast <laughs> right away <laughs> yep absolutely but you know we'll tell everybody prior to the podcast hey spoiler alert once again you know well we don't need to do that everybody knows if you're reviewing a movie it's a spoiler in general but we can actually say it all over and over again but yeah if you're listening to something about a movie you're going to get every bit of spoiler as possible absolutely all righty does so um well everybody thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode please share it with a friend and of course you know how we feel about toy story 4 we want to hear your thoughts and of course not just your thoughts but any life lessons that you took away that we overlooked so please visit the show notes page watch and learn podcast.com slash pod 54 and leave a comment all righty then my name was sky and i'm dusty And we will return next week with Spider-Man Far From Home.